0: Hello and welcome to Cartoonist Kayfabe. My name is Jim Rugg. I'm Ed Piskor. Before we dive into today's video, want to let everybody know that we have books coming out this fall and that you can pre-order these now. Hulk Grand Design, the collection, the oversized collection with the fluorescent green cover will be in shops by Christmas. But pre-order that now at your local comic shop or online wherever books are sold. Red Room Trigger Warnings, Ed's second season of his Red Room series. Coming out in September in comic shops everywhere and bookstores everywhere. Pre-order that one now. Let those comic shop know that you want a copy so they can let Fantagraphics know how many of these to print and will look very nice on your shelf next to the Anti-Social Network. We will also be hitting the road quite a bit this October. This is our schedule. If you are in Columbus, please come out to CXC October 6th through the 9th and say hello. If you're in the Baltimore area, we'll be there at the end of the month, October 28th to the 30th, the birthplace of cartoonist Kayfabe. And October 22nd, I will be at the Jacksonville Public Library for a comic and zine fest. Hope to see lots of Kayfabers at all of these events. And now, let's dive into Alan Moore on Wildcats with artist Travis Charest, representing a new direction, a new team of Wildcats whenever this thing came out. We saw ads for it in a recent Wizard magazine, and... uh, does not look like Jim Lee's
1: Wildcats, despite being a Jim Lee cover. Yeah, it's true, man. Uh, interesting period of time, dude. I remember I grabbed issue 17 off the newsstand rack at Giant Eagle. Isn't that crazy? All of that is is kind of a mind-blowing. That was my intro- introduction to uh, Travis Charest's uh, artwork. Of course, I called him Travis Cherist. At, a lot of us uh, did. Age 14, 15, whatever yes. it was, man. Um, I believe they were already selling or, like... This was on the horizon, even back then, you know, like that guy, Travis could not get two issues in a row <laughs> if his whole life uh, depended on it. And uh, this, is, this is a fun little round of comics to read, man. I loaded up on uh, all the Alan Moore image works, and I've been kind of going through that stuff. He puts in an earnest effort to just try to like make something out of uh, with, with their raw materials. I never read this back in the day. I would kind of checked
0: out. Um, I would come back for Travis Trey. I think in Wildcats volume two or three, he starts out drawing like the first several issues. And I liked his art. This is a little bit maybe before his mature period. Mm -hmm. But it was kind of cool to get into this one because I think Alan Moore is really trying something in here. You know, it feels like he is taking this series that didn't have a lot to work with, but had a little bit some ideas but also trying to make it a different direction, a different team. And so that's what we see in this first issue is we're going to put together a new team of Wildcats.
1: Yeah, the, the, presumably at this stage, the OG Wildcats are dead. That is not the case. They're like on some satellite ship or something like that. So eventually in, within an issue or two, maybe three issues, uh, there will be like an A story, a B story. So it'll be this Wildcats is the front story, and it'll have art by like like Dave Johnson with Kevin Nolan inking and stuff like it's yeah. it's pretty it's pretty good shit I
0: think I saw a comment or post that I, I recently part of the reason i'm doing this issue is I recently got hold of a big run of this yeah so I'm eager to kind of like go through them and I look forward to that, that those
1: issues yeah it's cool I think I think the, the page count is bigger on those issues so like the first half will be home team uh, Earth team, and then the back half will be the classic Wildcats, and I guess at some point they schmoz them together and it becomes, you know, holistic or something. But, like, you know, Moore is absolutely doing something. And I feel like this is a template kind of comic for what becomes like Stormwatch and Authority. You know, it's like, let's go uh, Ground Zero. Who the fuck knows what happened before this? You know, it's probably like the Chris Claremont stuff or something. Maybe that was even earlier.
0: This feels like a pretty clean slate
1: because I, I didn't read the issues before this
0: and yet had no problem with, you know, like figuring out what was going on, although there's some strange... Uh, stuff where you see September 12th in the caption. Yeah, We're going right. to jump around, like, read those captions and be confused by forward-backward motion. But ultimately, this is the present of this story, and it's taking place in this, I don't know, pres- historical presidential-themed restaurant.
1: You so and I, you have
0: your characters uh, dressing up
1: uh, as such. You and I call it a, a clean slate, but these uh, florid purple writer guys, they would call it a tabula rasa. <laughs> How
0: about very moody... Uh, we talk about digital coloring as being a big part of that early image. We're a couple years into that digital coloring revolution and it looks much more polished already than it did. Uh, those first issues.
1: Absolutely, man. And you see the vibes of like our George Washington guy has like blood and stuff in, in, in the rooms where he, where he's operating and shit. So these are unsavory fellas, man. So, something's going on. Doesn't that feel kind of like the, the gravity of her breasts and stuff? Like it feels realistic. It feels like something's mushing underneath the, uh, the the clothes there there's a good gestures mm-hmm. weight to that pose and when you look at it i mean it's not the most it's not the most uh in terms of line weight like 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 uh in terms of amount of lines on a page there isn't that much but Sheree kind of puts them where they're supposed to be. Like, that That must be w- what takes the time.
0: Yeah, I always say these guys would show up in, uh, you know, like in the studios, and they would kind of be aping whatever studio it was Jim Lee, Liefeld, Silvestri, and then they become their own person. And I think Sheree's on his way. You know, like, I, I think this stuff feels pretty distinct from Jim Lee.
1: Absolutely. And it would be kind of this era stuff a little bit later. Um, huge influence when I was at art school.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Big
1: time guy that uh, a lot of the students were. We're super yeah. enamored
0: with the the people I knew who were into comics were a big fan of his and like I said I really liked his stuff too so you know I guess I was one of them
1: yeah
0: um, this is fun they're auditioning they're trying to put together this team and <laughs> who so we're do you think seeing
1: because this, this is Savage Dragon yeah right uh, I don't know do you think it's Death Blow? I was thinking Death Blow, but he's on like soldier. the next page so like I don't think it's Death Blow but I thought I, I thought he was the guy at first I thought he was at a Gestapo type helmet or something but these are all guys and. and this is one maybe it's Chapel. Uh but this is like one guy who's not in the Wildstorm universe. Then you have Grunge. Fuji was from Stormwatch. And then these are probably some other Wildstorm dudes. But but this one is the one that I'm like, Well who who is that?
0: Yeah, and I don't know enough about this. Is Colonel Slayton? Is that um I the know. Rhett Booth uh what's that? you know, the Brett Booth character. Backlash.
1: Did he have, like, a... No clue. I don't know who any of these these guys are, but they they don't join the team, so not not that important. Shouts to Alan Moore for reading that Drek and, like, doing this, where if it was a Marvel comic or something, like, you'd be like, oh, that's so dope. Like, he went to Spider-Man, and he went to this person, and it's like, he had to actually read Gen 13 comics. It feels
0: like he really tries to pepper in, like, drop names of, of different pieces, which is sort of fun for a relatively, you know two three-year-old uh i don't know if there's dates in the front of this but you know it's still like a pretty early 1995 so he's got about three years of continuity to kind of sift through and try to bring up names that's very jim lee-ish like i feel like jim lee drew that dude
1: that's the cover i think i think that oh yeah totally yeah that makes (laughs) ha (laughs) ha ha
0: jim lee would do these like uh one-off issues too Mm -hmm. i think they refer to one I don't know, like, Wildcats 18 or 19 or something like that, where he had been like, done, like, a one-off. I know there's a Gen 13 like that, and I think there's a Stormwatch a little bit later on, but it's uh,
1: maybe all splash pages. Yeah, the Gen 13 is funny because you... Like, I feel like that's the first time, well, probably after Death Blow, where people are like, go away. Like, we're, or like J. Scott Campbell really brought presence to, right. to that comic, and then when Jim Lee gloms on, you know, like, it's like, this is our biggest comic, and he gloms on to, you know, he's little lord Fauntleroy. he runs the ship so he's going to do his people are like can we redo that issue and i think they might even redo that number i'm not 100 yeah. percent sure uh but they might i know they did that with savage dragon yeah
0: yeah i'm not sure about the gen 13 but yeah you're right it is a different flavor it's not, a, not as bouncy nice negative space yeah
1: yeah i feel like he starts to lean more into this kind of composition as, as time goes by yeah, I think that's definitely true. And that's like a quintessential Travis Shirey pose to me. <laughs> it does I mean, where like where it, it is posed, like you know, he's looking at somebody.
0: Yeah, even kind of thoughtful on the way Majestic's cape is folded up. Like if your arms are, would be behind your back, wearing a cape, you would get that kind of a, you know, it's not a stock pose. Using their their, their superhero names, man. You
1: know, you know who the fuck these people are. <laughs> You're amazing.
0: It's fresh fresh in my mind. <laughs> I think of the uh, Luke Basson kind of films for, uh, for references like this. It feels like that French action movie kind of uh, stuff. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Then we've got to put her back together with like a straight up industrial drill.
0: Yeah, they talk about her walking out in like uh, her 90... Wearing a $25 million yeah, she body. she escaped. So did the $75 million body she was wearing. I love that. That's a pretty good line. Yeah. That's Alan Moore having some fun right there, I think. At least it comes off that way to me. It's real butch American talk. I think this is Grifter's brother. Hey, it's, it's I, I know there's a Max Cash isn't that is he Cool Cash uh, Grifter I don't know
1: <laughs> Wildstorm was my, my where's least where's your nerd favorite? card Ed <laughs> it goes it goes Extreme Studios McFarlane Eric Larson and then like Gen 13 like I don't even care about any of this Wildstorm
0: shit really there was stuff like in the early 2000s I feel like uh, the Wildstorm universe is maybe at it's peak and With they Mark had Miller like Miller and shit I don't, was he on there? He might've been, but, but each of the, uh, it, it might've been right before that, but each of the teams had like a real distinct identity where like Stormwatch was, I think maybe all regular humans and were basically there to like keep an eye on superhumans, stuff like that. You know, Wildcats was like this corporate team. There was a government team. There were all these, they were real distinct and had a big crossover. And then there was like controversy because the writer of one or two of the books, I think he had lied about military service mm. and kind of got kicked out. And it, and it just all kind of crumbled. You know, they had been building this thing that was really neat, where it was like, "Oh, okay, these teams are distinct, and now they're going to fight." And it felt like a wrestling build, and then it just didn't really go anywhere. But uh, yes yeah,
1: the thing; all this stuff falls apart. Like all this Alan Moore. Um, yeah, I wonder. Image, like I don't know it, that
0: this is resolved.
1: Yeah, all the Alan Moore image stuff. It, it kind of like he. Just, it, I don't think it goes anywhere. I'm, I'm. I can't really speak to this. I just like read a couple issues ahead. Yeah, like I said, I've got a big stack,
0: so I am going to dig into it a little bit and see what comes out too. of it. And yeah. hopefully maybe it is a real satisfying arc. But I also don't remember people talking about this after the fact, which Mm-mm. makes me think like maybe it didn't reach a satisfying conclusion. Yeah. Um, so they're putting together the team, right? And at this point, they're going to pick up this dude, Tao, who is part of like, I don't know what this is, some government lab with all kinds of like weird stuff. Like, look at that
1: thing that is some cool shit like, like <laughs> i like i want to see travis do do more cartooning yes at that level
0: he would do covers on that second volume and there's one great one where it's like a brontosaurus and like a little tie and a hat and stuff and it was the cartoony stuff that spoke to me the most uh with his work
1: it's probably his natural chops you know you do this because like jim lee's gonna pay you 700 dollars a page to pencil or something
0: i think after that he went to france and was doing like five years on a meta baron's graphic novel you know, moving in that direction but kind of fun stuff here and the way uh, Tao gets his freedom is he writes down these five numbers one of them is this guy's wife's number and four of them are his mistress's numbers
1: yeah it's worded real real weird here it's not worded correctly I think there's a missing letter a word or two in there
0: there's more of your white space though again like a non-traditional comics page layout queen bitch on the uh, license plate this I wonder is... who that could be <laughs> right and there is kind of your money shot I think for this issue and I dig it man it looks cool it's uh, a big heavy looking car love that it has giant tires like it's jacked up as opposed to a low rider right although I don't know what kind of car it's supposed to be it's really funny when you think of how meticulous this kind of artwork is but you look at this car and it's like
1: is this a reference to something Cause, I mean, it looks like straight from a fucking art crumb <laughs> <it does. laughs>
0: like, sketchbook. It does. That's hilarious. That'd be amazing if that is what he's referencing. And then there's little bits. Like, whenever uh, our savant gets hit by the car, where'd her wig go? You know, like, I think it's clearly meant to be that it's knocked off her head, but I was looking everywhere, and it's like, I don't see it anywhere. So, a right. little bit of a drop in the uh, in your storytelling. That is a maniacal face. Yeah, pretty cool. Metal jaw underneath a lip, and...
1: Metal and Charay is uh, really the guy who draws at the... Best. Like, when you see future issues and it's it's by, like, fill-in guys, which is funny to think because I feel like Travis could do, like, every four issues or something like that. Uh, they just don't do it the way he does it.
0: No, definitely. That That's the tough part of having, like, a stylized artist is the fill-in artists stand out so much. So,
1: like, he really... Like, it's like him frank quitely like there's yeah there's there's a kind of aesthetic that was established in these late 1990s man
0: that quitely comparison is really interesting because they draw figures and and stuff very differently but the way they're building space is kind of similar of like we're going to focus on certain elements and then like we're not going to draw this part over here
1: yeah allowing for these like super thin lines is something i associate with quitely yes Um, yeah there's
0: there's some similarity once you say it it makes sense to me so the solution here is to shoot this um china white or some something I, yeah I, I didn't even know what kind of drug he's got there spider bags and that's how they take down our uh, super badass heavyweight who's going to become part of the team but od's on
1: drugs essentially here to to pass out it's that fentanyl you hear about like don't pick up a folded dollar in a, in a city street or you might touch some fentanyl so. So, where we live in right now. And uh,
0: the reveal that the Wildcats are still alive somewhere. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, like I said, it becomes a pretty cool thing, man. We're like, it's a, it's a way to get Travis Chere to, uh, to do some pen work on every issue. It's like, you only got to do like 15 pages or something. It's a
0: pretty creative solution to a, uh, if, if you're having, if you know there are deadline issues, uh-huh. it's a really creative solution. But he still doesn't show up every issue, by the way. And then a pinup Joe Quesada and uh, Palmiotti. Pretty cool. Zillow. I always enjoy flipping through the ads of what like, oh, they're selling at this time. Spartan miniseries. Spartan, a really generic character to me. Like, you talk about not being into Wild Storm. That would be a character, like, I don't think you could pay me to read a Spartan book. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't care about Spartan. Seems boring. I kind of like this this artwork. Absolutely. I always love that they run that art. And you still see, man, they're selling cards forever.
1: I feel like this is on the cover of the Jim Lee Gen 13 issue. It definitely, this this, this, this uh, uh, image. Yeah, it it's definitely looks like Jim Lee. It's artwork, definitely Jim Lee. Though. Uh and but I think that's the cover to his ish don 't quite remember it's been a while
0: and your comic zone ad, which we have talked about in the past we have man, so kind of fun. I enjoyed this issue enough to definitely read the next one, and uh we'll go from there
1: absolutely man and I like started reading um Supremes last night dude and and from from the jump like he 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 makes some hay it's amazing like. I'm kind of interested in pull out
0: all the Alan Moore image books we can find from this era and lay them out because they reference like there's a Wildcat Spawn series that Scott Clark draws, who yeah. was the original Stormwatch artist. A uh, mini series. Digging in, I didn't even remember that one. Does Violator? I think does a Bad Rock in Violator. He does. Maybe like you, I think everybody would be. I will be surprised to see like everything Alan Moore did in this like two year span at Image because there was a lot of stuff and it was stuff like. Really?
1: Like, I, Bad Rock and I, Violator? I got it all loaded up. I, <laughs> up a bunch. I think it's 100 comics. Wow. I think it's that much. So, like,
0: wow. Think of how fast he's writing to turn out that much. Because it is a small window, right? It I mean, is, it's yeah. like
1: a year or two. It, he goes through every Rob Liefeld shell company. Like, the first issue of uh, Supreme is Image. I think the rest are Maximum Press. And then Awesome. And then there's Steve Scrooge's Young Youngbloods. There's uh, the Judgment Day stuff. Mm-hmm. There's that Gil Kane one that comes after. Um, there's a whole bunch. Let me let me just let's see what we got here, man. Uh, Death, Bo- Death blow, Death by blows, Fire from Heaven, Glory Comics, Judgment Day, some Shadowhawk. Hawk. Some oh, Sp- I didn't realize he was doing Shadow Hawk. So
0: he's done work for Jim Lee. Rob Liefeld, Jim Valentino, Todd McFarlane.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Spawn Wildcats, Violator miniseries, Violator Blood Rock Rock, Supreme stuff, Voodoo.
0: Yeah, Voodoo's one that I had forgotten about.
1: Awesome Adventures, Youngblood.
0: What's the Spawn blood something with... Blood uh, Feud. Blood Feud. Yeah,
1: yeah, and two random issues of Spawn. So plus
0: violator like he,
1: he did substantial amounts of work with everybody yeah i would say i would say closer to maybe 50 comics
0: that's still a lot because it is a pretty small window time wise
1: yeah and what's cool is with the shit that i have dude i got the plots like you remember when when rob was like uh like i got the plots for what he did like like so do i <laughs> <laughs> yeah too bad there's not one for that 63 annual oh i know but nevertheless kind of fun and, and Talk about a wild time in Alan Moore's like bibliography. Absolutely, man. Super cool. Fun to look at, dude. You good to go? Yes. K favors, like, follow, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit the bell. We'll notify you when new vids are available. Jimmy, what's out there? Hulk Grand Design, the oversized treasury collection,
0: is available now for pre-order wherever books are bought and sold. Hit up your local comic shop. Hit up Amazon. I don't care where you buy it. But pre-order that now in time for Christmas. Perfect book for you
1: or that Hulk lover in your life. Red Room Trigger Warnings in store September 2022. Murder on the Dark Web for fun and profit is the name of the game. A good companion piece to go along with the anti-social network trade paperback. Uh, of the same name you can uh, get these stores in your local comic shop uh, order and pre-order them at my link tree in the description below this video Amazon, wherever uh, if you want to uh, read the next round of Red Room Comics before they hit paper uh, be in uh, on the ground floor early in the game then hit up my Patreon patreon.com slash three bucks for the archive there you'll be able to read all of these comics and uh, the next round of Red Room Comics uh, new strips every Tuesday What else do we have out there, Jim? Subscribe to the Cartoonist Kayfabe e-newsletter
0: at the links below this video. You can also pick up Cartoonist Kayfabe t-shirts and merchandise at the links below this video. Another great way to support the Cartoonist Kayfabe channel. Give them those marching orders. We'll be on our way. Read more comics.